Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, in a part two edition with Kendra Scribner. So welcome back to the show. It's good to have you back again. Thanks for having me back, Sam. We had so much fun last time that I thought <laughs> it would be great to bring you back and talk a little bit more. I felt like we got into some deep conversation about, you know, the new year and fitness and how important that is and kind of got a little rush there toward the end and get didn't get the complete story in there. So I wanted to have you back and talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, there's definitely there's so much to talk about. We oh, could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, this time of the year, it's nice because we're, you know, I can't believe we're in December now. It's December, mid-December right now. and Already. And, uh, yeah, and so a couple more weeks, New Year's resolutions as we started talking about are, are coming. And, you know, I've seen you in the gym a couple times, even since our last uh, show together. And so, it, and the gym seemed to be, getting a little bit more populated right now and that usually doesn't happen you know until after the new year you're right i went yesterday it was around 4 30 and i couldn't believe how full the parking lot was and all the machines were taken i mean it's great to see that a lot of people are motivated and i and i honestly i think it's a good idea to get started before the new year and if you got that in your mind that you want to start eating healthy and start moving like go ahead and make now when you start i mean there's really nothing stopping you to get started now. So how much do you think of that is like cabin fever with, I'm not going to jinx this, but with COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of looking back now at COVID, it's still out there and we still have to worry about it, but it's not the way it used to be. Yeah, definitely. How much do you think that's involved in, is it more cabin fever right now or people, you know, taking a real interest early? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, there's a lot of research behind how how much movement really affects our brains and how even the littlest amount of movement really does change our mood. It makes us feel better. It does so many things for us besides just losing weight. There's there's a lot of research that says the dopamine that's released when you move is so beneficial for you in so many ways, just for like healthiness, not necessarily focusing on changing the number on the scale, but for, you know, longevity in life and giving you energy. I mean, I don't know about you, but I always feel so much like full of energy when I'm leaving the gym. And that's why I I love to work out in the morning, but it's just, you know, hard to get there at (laughs) five o'clock in the morning. But (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, e- either way, whether it's, uh, you know, just really cabin fever and wanting to get uh, a jump, you know, on being fit. And we talked a lot about, you know, the gyms, the weight room, the, the exercise. We talked about your story, you know, yeah. going from uh, having a child and, and, you know, getting a lot higher in weight than you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It really, you, you even really even know about uh, <laughs> yeah. until you jumped on the scale and mm-hmm. and then uh you, you're about with trying to deal with that and and then finally it catching up with you and you saying okay I've, I've had enough and i need to do something about this for you for your family and, and all of that so we we kind of really did i thought did a pretty good job of talking about that and yeah and what come along with that but yeah yeah, go yeah ahead. i think the key is educating educating yourself and especially with so many different opinions out there on to how to lose weight, how to stay healthy, how to get in shape. And it's kind of overwhelming. You know, if you just walk into a gym and you don't really have a plan, you're like, gosh, what machine do I do? Like, I know how to walk. I'm just going to walk on the treadmill. And you, you think, okay, well, if I walk on the treadmill for an hour, then that should be enough. Right. And so I think what it comes down to is 
having a plan. And the best thing that I recommend to my clients is to have a goal. So if you have a goal and you have steps to achieve that goal, you're going to be more productive when you do make it to the gym because you don't need to spend hours in the gym. You know, really 30 minutes a few times a week is really all your body needs to achieve some level of um, healthiness. And so I think the best thing that you can do is to reach out to somebody who you feel comfortable with, like being able to be vulnerable with a health coach that, you know, for example, like myself, a health coach has been there. I, I think it's hard when you see trainers and they, they're like, who needs a cupcake? Just eat broccoli, chicken and rice. And that's intimidating. And you really don't want to open up to somebody like that and say, well, I went to this holiday party and I ate all the cookies, you know. <laughs> and so I know a lot of my clients reach out to me in the hopes that I understand where they're coming from, that it is hard to have a restrictive diet. And that's why I don't have that approach with my clients. We have a very flexible approach. And I try to meet my clients where they are. If if they're not very active already, then I'm not going to say, okay, here's the plan. I want you in the gym seven days a week because that's an unrealistic plan and it sets people up for failure. So being able to reach out to somebody who is educated, somebody who is compassionate, somebody who's willing to work with you, Communication is key. Being able to feel, uh, to have the ability that you could text them and say, "Hey, I have this question. You know, when I go into the gym and I don't really feel comfortable in the gym, you know, what what would you recommend?" Like being able to understand where a client is coming from, I think, is huge. We're talking to Kendra Scribner, um, certified nutritionist and personal trainer. Uh, great tips right there. And one thing that sticks out to me that you talk about, you've probably seen it. I've got a friend that that I go to the gym with and, you know, I'll say, okay, well, let's meet at four thirty mm-hmm. after work and I'll get into the gym and he's already on the treadmill. So yeah. he's, he's competitive. So it, mm-hmm. I, li- I like that because, you know, I'm on my own little pattern and I know what I want to do. And, and, but having that competition and having somebody to partner with really helps me. Absolutely. I, I don't know how other people, you know, some people like to work alone and mm-hmm. that's fine or with a trainer. Right. And that's fine for, for me. It, it, I don't, I'm more energetic. You yeah. know, I want to get the work done. There's a little competition there. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of works out for us. One, one thing that's come out of that I was going to ask you about, uh, beyond partnering with somebody and you know, that can really go a long way. But so if you have the, a goal to lose, let's say 10 pounds mm-hmm. and part of that, uh, workout routine is weights. Right. And you experience maybe you gain a couple of pounds, mm-hmm. but you feel better. Right. So talk about what's happening right there. So I always tell my clients, if their goal is to lose weight, one of the things that we need to focus on is resistance training, which is lifting the weights. And a lot of women are hesitant to do that because they're afraid that they're going to bulk up. But the reality is cardio is the least effective way to lose weight. And so many times you see people go in there spending all their time on the cardio and just feeling intimidated to ever approach the machines or the dumbbell rack. And for good reasoning, because if you don't know what you're doing, you might hurt yourself. And so um, it it really is one of those things that once you start lifting weights, your body responds to it because you're going to build muscle. And when you build muscle, you're going to burn fat, which is going to result in weight loss. And there's a lot of research that backs up having muscle tone, especially as you age, it, it helps reverse the aging process. And so being able to feel comfortable enough to approach those weights and to approach those machines is going to be key to your weight loss. And I, I have to talk through a, a lot of women that come to me, they're like, Kendra, I don't, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. And honestly, it takes years for bodybuilders to build that kind of muscle. And by lifting heavy 
a dumbbells a few times a week, you're not going to bulk up. In fact, you're going to tone up. And for a lot of people, when they focus on only the scale, they see that number go up and they get really hesitant to continue. But what happens is, is when we uh, start lifting weights, you need to fuel, fuel your body. You need to eat more carbs. And for every carb, for every gram of carb we eat, we actually retain four ounces of fluid to digest that carb. So on the scale, it may represent as if the, oh my gosh, I've gained weight. But if you're going by what you look like, you may actually look a little bit more toned. You may actually look a little bit more leaner. So in your weight loss journey, I never let my clients use the scale solely as a tool for progress, but it's just one of the many tools that we use. We use measurements. We use pictures. We use how do you feel? You know, sometimes you may notice that your sleep has improved when you start losing weight. So focusing on the scale is not really the best approach, believe it or not, when it comes to weight loss. Yeah, gosh, so many, <laughs> so many things right there. Um, so, all right, let's, let's take that example. So this is alarming to some folks. So cardio doesn't burn or you didn't say that. Cardio is not as effective. It's the least yeah. effective way to lose weight. But honestly, Sam, if we were to go in the gym at 430, you know, most people would be on the treadmill or on one of the bikes or on the elliptical, on the Stairmaster, and the minority would be lifting weights. Right. But the reality is the people who are lifting weights are going to have more progress, even spending less time in the gym than the person who's running on the treadmill. So you mentioned, you know, using the example of a bodybuilder. Yes. Well, okay. So back to your example. Mm-hmm. So you went from almost 300 pounds mm-hmm. down to a solid, you know, 145. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody were to go on your Facebook, you know, your, and, or your Twitter, what, and they saw the metamorphosis mm-hmm. that you went through, mm-hmm. you, you, didn't, you weren't necessarily a bodybuilder, but you look like one. Right, right. So you, having said that, I mean, that's what I think you said, four years. That's right. Yeah. That, you don't just wake up in that body. And, you know, another thing that people don't realize in the bodybuilding competition, you actually only have that body for that day. Yeah. You know, that, that, uh, that picture you see when you're on stage, as soon as you eat the carbs that, are, that come immediately afterwards, your body is going to put on the weight because it is not healthy to sustain a really low body weight for long periods of time, yeah. especially for women. It's going to affect your hormones and it's going to affect your overall health. Uh, but if you do it in a healthy approach in a sustainable way, you achieve that look for one day and then you slowly reverse diet. That's a special term for it, which is slowly adding back in the calories to protect your body from any type of catabolic response. And you have to accept the fact that you didn't wake up like that. That took months of preparation. In my case, it took years of preparation. And so everybody's got their own journey to get there. And I think it's hard when we're on social media, we see the highlight reels of everybody's life. And we're like, ooh, I want that body. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even myself right now in Christmas time, eating all the cookies and the sweets, like I don't have the same body that I had back in the summertime when I stepped on stage. But having to come to the understanding that that's part of the process, right. you know, and it's actually healthy to not have that body. 24 seven, you know, the, the most important thing is to have health, not necessarily an achieved look. Yeah. Awesome. Good explanation. So we're going to take a quick break. I, I got another question on that. I want to ask it right now. We got to, <laughs> we got to go to break and, and we'll be right back. So hang right there. We'll be back with Kendra Scribner. 
What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is Sam Brooks. Kendra Scribner in the hot seat today talking about nutrition and exercise as we go into the new year. We were on a hot topic when we left, and I had to go away for break. So coming back, I want to really get back into that. So we were talking about cardio being a little bit less effective and, you know, the four-year journey that you went on. And then somewhere along the way, you decided that you wanted to take that journey to competing. Mm-hmm. Competing is competing. It's you, you're on a set pace to get to a certain place to compete in that day, in that event, the best that you can. That's right. And I think it's so cool that you mentioned that that's not the way that you stay. It's not healthy. No. You know, to stay the way that you looked. And, and for those competitions, that's what you're working for. Exactly. So that's the goal. It's like a football player getting ready for the season, mm-hmm. working out all year. Mm-hmm. After the season's over, there's a little bit of decline, and then they start over again. Exactly. So uh, that, that's real interesting, I think, for, for people to hear. So in your journey, the weight side of it, you're right. I don't see, I do see more and more females Mm -hmm. that are over there, you know, messing with weights. And I think some in the gym that I go to are are maybe leaning toward that competitive uh, possibility Mm -hmm. because you can tell by the way they're working and the weights they're working with, Mm -hmm. you know, they're training for something. Yeah. So it's refreshing to see that. But for the general person, um, we talked a little bit about some measurements that you do. So, for someone like me, it, maybe your pants are fitting a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe your button-down shirt's fitting a little bit better. And, you know, what I experienced is I, I gained a couple of pounds, which is, I don't like that. Right, right. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel better. Yes. Um, I don't, I'm going to say the word, I don't feel as bloated. Yeah. You know, and, and so as long as you're feeling better and you're sleeping better and your health, you, you know, your heart rate's better, you, you monitor those type of things and you know what you're doing gaining a couple of pounds while you're working out is normal. Absolutely. We like to refer to those as non-scale victories. Yeah. Uh, those are the things that actually make us um, more productive in our journey. I think sometimes when we focus on only the scale, uh, I know especially with myself, I struggle to wrap my worth around what a number says. And so it's like if the scale is a little bit higher than what I thought, then I'm like, oh, man. And I, what I've noticed with some of my clients is they're like, do I need to up my cardio? Should I do more cardio this week because my weight is up? And there's so many things that will affect that scale, you know, especially if you're eating more carbs, like we talked earlier, you're going to have more fluid retention. And what's hard for women, you know, every time of the month we have more fluid. And so I try to remind them that it's not weight that you've gained. It's just fluid retention. And in a week that weight, the fluid will be gone. 
And when you start lifting and you're building muscle, muscle weighs more than fat. Right. So it's if you have the ability to go into, um, I know the NutriShop off Jefferson, they have that little scale that you could step on and actually, and it's free if you go in there and it actually breaks down like how much is body fat, how much is fluid, how much is muscle. And it's a great tool to use to realize it's so much more than just a number when you see stuff on the scale. It's nice to have because yeah. if you, you know, Jefferson, folks around Jefferson a lot, you you can stop in here. You don't have to buy anything. Nope. They're really cool to help you. They're very friendly. Yeah. Just jump up there on the scale and see where mm-hmm. you're at. And if you have gained two pounds and you, you note the difference between the last time you weighed, maybe it is water weight. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's hard to have my clients trust me when I tell them to step away from the cardio and step into the weight room. There's a lot of but, but. And once they start trusting you, once you start trusting the process and you start seeing the results, then you're more likely to go with it. But the problem is, is I think we're kind of, um, we've come into this culture of like instant success. And so we kind of want to see it instantly. And with muscle, uh, it takes time to build that muscle. And the longer that it takes to build, the more sustainable it's going to be. And so if you have a sustainable approach to weight loss, then it's not going to be when those fad diets where you just quickly lose 20 pounds and then you put the 30 back on as soon as you add whatever it is that you've restricted. So it's important to go about weight loss or go about a healthier lifestyle in a way that it's something that you can do for um, the rest of your life without it having to be like, you know, just this month, I'm going to be really restrictive. It's, it's tough. And let's talk about it's, it's it's easy to put on. It's hard to take off. Mm, isn't that true? So let's talk about carbs. Carbs have, have gotten a, a pretty bad name they have. lately here. And, you know, what people need to realize, and, you know, back from my biology teacher days, <laughs> you know, no matter what, 65% of your energy in your body has to come from carbs one way or another. That's right. If you don't have enough carbs in your body, your body's going to transition what it does have back mm-hmm. into carbohydrates so it can use it that way. That's right. So if you cut the carbs in, and I think I think there's some – some notable diets that you can do that a little bit with, but you know, at the same time, an extended period of time might be dangerous That's for, right. for your body. That's right. So fad diets, like you said, you can lose some weight quickly, usually not a whole lot. And then once you stop doing what you did to, to get there, you gain it back and then some. That's right. That's why with my clients, what I really like to focus on is counting macros and having that proper ratio of macros. The key here is an energy balance. So when we say energy, we mean food. Food is energy. So if you're eating an apple, which actually has 25 grams of carbs, that's going to be very similar if you're eating like four pieces of bread, which has 25 grams of carbs. And your body just sees it as carbs. It's energy. Your brain needs carbs to function. And so if you've ever gone on one of those fad diets and you really don't feel well and you feel lethargic, that's because you're actually starving your body of the proper nutrients that it needs. And so for my clients, I recommend um, I get their height and I get their weight and I get... I'll I'll ask like a long questionnaire about their lifestyle and what they're currently eating. And I give them a suggestion, personalized macro plan for them. You know, for everybody, it's different. There is no one size fits all when it comes to nutrition. And I think that's a scary thing about these fat diets. You know, when they say eat X amount of carbs a day, well, everybody's different and everybody needs different nutrients to function properly and at their uh, the best, you know, we we all have different jobs. And so some people are on their feet all day and some people sit all day. And so depending on your level of activity at work really depends on the number of macros that you need. So I really work with my clients and making sure we have that proper ratio set up. And then I also, um, get them a workout plan. So people who are on their feet all day, they may not need to do as much as that person who sits at a desk all day. And so 
being able to work with somebody who has that education and is able to tailor a program that fits you personally, I think is key because when we go into these fad diets, it's not something that's personalized and it can actually be dangerous to a lot of people. And you can cause a lot of damage to your body if you just jump into something without really knowing what you're doing. Let's dive a little bit into macros uh, a little more. We've, we've talked around them a whole lot. So your, your body needs a balanced supply of, of nutrients. Mm-hmm. And so when you put someone on a macro diet there, or, or at least analyzing their macros as, as they, uh, on a daily basis as they take them in. So that's going to be different from one person to another. Absolutely. So it's based on the measurements that you gain and the information that you get from mm-hmm. them in their day to day. So yeah. that, that sounds like this, the safest way. Absolutely. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to cut carbs, mm-hmm. but to cut them out. You know, I don't think is is, is the best possible no. scenario for your body. No, any diet that requires you to restrict food groups or to restrict massive amounts of macros is not a good fad diet. And, you know, yes, starvation works, um, but it's probably the worst approach that you could take for your body because your body will do everything it needs to survive. So you got to think of your metabolism kind of like a fire, right? If the fire starts to go out, what do you do? You add wood to that fire. You know, if the if the wood hasn't caught fire yet, what do you do? You fan the flames a little bit to get the flames to catch the wood on fire. You're constantly adding to that fire to keep that fire going. Well, that's the same as our metabolism. You need to add to your metabolism. In other words, you need to be eating food. And the key is to eat the proper ratio. It's just like budgeting. You know, if somebody says, hey, you got 100 bucks to spend today, and you need to spend 30 on this, 30 on that, and, and 40 on this, then that's kind of the same concept that we use for macros is that you can still eat carbs. You just, and you're flexible with it. You just got to track it. Keeping track, I think, is the hardest part that's for people. Yeah, because they're like, you know, I really don't want to write down everything that I eat. And, but that's where the magic is. The magic is in tracking. And the, the thing I like to tell my clients is what is measured is managed. Yeah. If you don't know what you're eating, then you don't know what your macros that, are. That is a great point. And I want mm-hmm. to talk a little bit more about that, but this segment, we're out of time. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back and we'll pick up right there. Be back in a second. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports with Sam Brooks, Kendra Scribner here with me in part two, talking about nutrition and exercise. When we left for a break, we were talking about the macro plan. So when you put someone on there, you develop a plan for the macro. So how do they keep up with it? What do you do? You know, we're past the paper and pen days. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, so how do you how do you help them to keep up with that? Oh, great question. So the first thing I always tell my clients is there's a free app and it's called myfitnesspal.com. And anybody can download it. They do have a premium version, which I recommend. It's actually easier to use the premium version. But the cool part about MyFitnessPal is you don't have to write anything down. One of the nice features they have is you can actually just scan the barcode. So if you're eating something and it has a barcode on the package, you can just scan it. Now, let's say you're eating something like an apple that doesn't have a barcode. You can just type in the word apple and then your choices will pop up and you can just select it. And then another nice feature about it is if you eat the same thing every day or every meal, you can just go ahead and go through the memory and it actually keeps track of what you ate. So you're just able to select it without having to rescan it every time that you eat it. So it makes food logging a little bit easier. You know, granted food logging is one of the hardest aspects of when it comes to weight loss. It's the number one thing that my clients struggle with is, is being able to just remember to pick up that phone, open up the app and scan it. But that's key. And that's one of the biggest tools you can use in macro tracking. So I've, I've used that app for a while. Um, and you're right. Yeah. It, it, I know 
that I need to do it. <laughs> and when I do it, when I record what I'm eating, I'm much better Yes, at, yeah. at what I'm eating and what I don't need to eat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's just something about taking a little bit of extra time. And it doesn't take long. I it mean, really doesn't. One minute, minute and a half probably at the most. But, you know, in looking at an app, you got your... You can get with someone like you mm-hmm. and set the base number of calories that that you want to allow yes. uh, to eat. You know, and as that as that progresses and you lose a little weight, you might change that. Yeah, you know, to get to another goal, and and then you got if if you go into the app, it's, it's got workout routines in mm-hmm. there. You can put your goals in there. Maybe maybe I want to lose ten pounds. Right. You know, I, I'd say when you were two ninety five, your goal probably was just to, to start somewhere oh, yeah. and lose a little bit of weight and then readjust as you got to where you wanted to go. Absolutely. Same thing here. It gives you the ability to do that and it's digital. So I, I like that. And I still sometimes am too lazy <laughs> to put it in. But but I know when I get serious about it and I really want to, maybe I'm stuck a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I know that I can come back to the app and, and put all my food in for a given day for two, three, four week period. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I lose my 10 pounds or five pounds or whatever, right, right. whatever the deal might be. So that is key. It is key. And so I have my clients do that every day. And then once a week, they'll check in with me and they'll take a weekly average of what their calories are. And so we're able to look at those numbers because sometimes when a client's not having progress and they're like, but I'm doing everything right. And then we look at their numbers and we just look at it from a mathematical approach. We're able to see, okay, well, it looks like here that you're consuming way more fats and way more carbs and not enough protein. So when it comes to eating macros, believe it or not, fats are the easiest ones that are consumed. A lot of people have already demonized carbs. So carbs usually aren't the ones that people are struggling with, but they're usually eating too many fats. And pretty much every single client, male or female, struggles to get enough protein. Protein's like the number one macro that you really want to focus on. We need about a gram of protein per pound. And so if you think about it, that's like 180 grams of protein. That's about mm, 30 grams of protein for five to six meals. And a lot of people just aren't getting the adequate amount of protein. And when you're not getting enough protein, you're not feeding that muscle. And so you could be doing all the great workouts in the gym, but if you're not eating properly, really you, you can't outwork a bad diet. So having both, having that balance of getting the macros in and getting your workout in, that's where the magic's going to happen. It's You really can't have one without the other. And when I started my journey, I was the cardio bunny and I never changed my diet. And that's one of the reasons why it took me so long is because I wasn't achieving that proper balance that is really required to achieve that optimum weight loss. And I think the great thing to know is that anybody can do it. Like I think sometimes when we get stuck in the social media scrolling and we're like, oh, I wish I could be like them, like true weight loss and true uh, health, healthy lifestyles can be achieved by anyone. It just takes a little bit of work. Yes, it's going to be a little bit harder than you think. Yes, it's going to require some lifestyle changes, but that's where it comes to back. Well, what's your goal? You know, is your goal to change? Is your goal to be a little bit healthier? Then the secret's going to lie in the little things that we do each day. It's those little things that add up. I think so many people don't kind of don't put two and two together there. And, And on top of that, it's tough. Is tough. And so having someone to help you along the way, it's key. even if it's just to get started, some, yeah. certified someone, especially if they know anything about nutrition, mm-hmm. is going to really make that diet kick in. And I'd say well worth, I don't know what your fees are or anything like that. <laughs> we don't need to discuss that here. Probably, but <laughs> I've talked to people. I know people that have done that in the past and they, whether it be just with a partner and, and really researching those things for you individually for yourself right, or getting someone to help you, yeah. you know, that you can pay really helps out and, and you're doing it in a healthy manner. 
Absolutely. I think one of the things that's great about my fitness pal and then having a coach that you feel like is knowledgeable is that accountability, being able to know that there's somebody there that's going to be checking on you. Because if you don't have that accountability, you're like, eh, I'm just not going to enter in my food today. And eh, I'm just not going to go yeah. to the gym. And before you know it, it becomes a habit. And so I have a lot of people who reach out to me and they're like, Hey, look, I just need some accountability. Like I, I had somebody yesterday that was like, I'm not really looking to lose a lot of weight. I'm just looking to be healthy. I want to be able to like play with my grandkids and I want to be able to, um, you know, walk up a flight of stairs without feeling winded. I want to right. bend over and tie my shoes, you know? So for some people it's more of just like a lifestyle approach versus weight loss. And, and I think that's one thing that people kind of lose sight of is it doesn't have to be, I want to lose weight. It could just be, I want to feel better. Yeah. So a couple more things that you said there, uh, habits, you know, habits can be good and habits can be bad. And if, <laughs> if you have bad habits and I'll just use me as an example, probably my bad habit is Pepsi. Yeah. You know, I, I try not to drink too many. I end up drinking at least one a day. <laughs> and so I know if I want, if I, it's fairly easy as I get older, it's a little harder, but it's fairly easy to lose five pounds, 10 pounds, even, you know, in a certain period of time if I just stop drinking Pepsis mm. and drink water instead, yeah, then that little thing that I change, it's, it's a habit right. to drink Pepsi. I don't need it. I don't have to have it. Right. Um, but I've got to break, I've got to turn that habit into a good habit. Mm -hmm. So my adjustment is to create a habit of drinking water instead. Absolutely. And if I can do that, if we look at it that uh, simplistically, mm -hmm. you know, it's that way with a lot of things. So yes. what can you cut out that you don't have to have? Right. You know, and, and then, turn that around and create a good habit that will help you. And that'll get you on your weight loss journey a, a lot more quickly and you will be more effective. And you know, those, when the pounds are coming off, man, it's great. You're motivated. You know, you don't get tired. <laughs> yeah. um, you want to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. and, and then when you hit that area and you talked about last time you were on the show that you got to a certain point and you hit that, you that, know, plateau. that, that wall yeah. and you couldn't do anything else. And that's when you really started diving into nutrition mm -hmm. and you know, what exercise do I actually need to do? Yes. And you got with somebody that helped you down that path. And exactly. the next thing you know, you go from 295 to 145. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the education. And I think something else, I think when we think of weight loss, we hesitate because we don't want to cut out the little things that we love, like our Pepsis and our chocolate. And if you look at it like, well, okay, it doesn't have to be a matter of cutting. It could be a matter of adding. Like if you really want to have that pizza, add a salad to it. You really want to have that Pepsi, drink an extra water. You really want to have that cookie, you know, and just eat one cookie. You don't have to eat the whole package. And I think learning how to like, because I know for me, that's my struggles. I want the whole package. I think if we focus on how do I add some healthier habits instead of trying to go in and just change all the bad ones all at once, because really it's human nature to have a way to soothe ourselves. And if we take away those soothing um, coping strategies, then we may not be able to sustain that level of weight loss. So if we're able to find uh, a way to achieve our goals without taking away the things that we love, I think that's where you're really going to find success. Great, great thought process there. All right. So another thing, I don't have the best diet in the world <laughs> and I'm picky. Yeah. So there's a lot of folks out there like love meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much, you know, I have to take other supplements to make sure I get the stuff that I'm really not doing a good job of eating with. Yeah. So for those folks, what's your recommendations there? I know you've had clients that are in the same boat as I am. Oh, definitely. That like the meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. so, and, and I wish I loved salad. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah. But I don't. Maybe I just need to start eating it. But yeah. Um, 
how do you work with those guys and gals? Well, it really just depends. Like I had a client who told me she didn't eat any fruits or vegetables at all. And, you know, I always talk about meeting the clients where they are. And I was like, okay, what do you eat? And one of the important things with weight loss is fiber. And so, like you mentioned earlier, supplements, you, know, you can come in and say, okay, if you're not eating enough vegetables and fruits to get your fiber, well, you can do things like psyllium husk or, you know, fiber is also found in flour tortillas, you know, not, so it's, it's looking around ways to still get them what they need. You know, for example, people who don't like taking, um, of fruits, maybe we can say, try some vitamin C, you know, or I try not to push supplements because I really do feel like we can get them through our foods, but you have to be honest, not everybody likes fruits and vegetables. And so being able to figure out what they need uh, versus what they're not doing and trying to find ways that they're capable of it, like, like protein, for example, that's the main thing that people just don't eat enough of. And so I'll suggest like find a protein shake that you really enjoy or a protein bar. And now they've got all kinds of things like protein brownies, protein cookies. I mean, um, like Greek yogurt is a great thing to add to your diet. So finding ways, like I call them like diet hacks, like finding ways to get more people who like coffee in the morning, but they don't want to eat. Well, throw a scoop of protein in that coffee. You're getting the required protein, but you're also still getting that coffee. So that way you're not having to take things away. It goes back to that adding things to your diet. I think there's a way around um, getting stuff that you need without having to eat stuff that you don't like. Right, right. It's just a matter of finding out what that person does like and what they are willing and capable of doing. And work off that. Yeah, yeah. So... So let's let's summarize, you know, for everybody, and, and it looks like we're probably going to have to have you back. After, <laughs> you know, I'm willing to come after back. After the Sam. new year, you know, and, and, and folks are really getting on the diet. Yeah, you know, maybe an update there. Yeah. Um, but more protein. More protein. More water. Start moving. Start exactly where you are. Even if that's like taking the stairs. Even if you're moving for like ten minutes a day. That's key. The key is to get a little bit of movement in right after you eat. Get at least 10 minutes of movement. That's going to help your your blood sugars. So find your way around the weight room. Don't yeah. be intimidated by it. Car- don't don't totally cut out the carbs. Yeah, you know, cut you them maybe, carbs. but not the, you know, don't totally cut them out. No. And look for balance. Yes. And, and look at it from a standpoint of, of macros. Yes. And most importantly, if you don't know, find somebody who does. Reach out to people. There's a lot of people who are educated in this field and um, there's a plethora of information on the internet that's free as well. Awesome. Kendra, we thank you for joining us again. Hey, thanks and, for having uh, me, Sam. Yeah, we're going to have you back. So Great. Thanks a lot. We appreciate your time, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us here on Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, signing off. Have a great day.